Amen. We thank God for the old rugged cross where he hung his head and died, but he didn't stay there. And he rose again for our behalf. And so, God, as we come to deliver this sermon, we ask that you let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, you are the strength and the redeemer. Now, all of us, people of God, said amen and amen. I know that some of you, and like me, have had some ha-ha, ha-ha-ha moments in your life. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Those moments when he or she uh, who laughs last is laughing best. You know, when we're able to get a chuckle in past the eye, we got a good giggle. We even got a guffaw every now and then and the belly laughing that makes us cry sometimes because it's just so funny. Someone really got theirs and so you're, you're laughing and you're guffawing at them. Go ahead, y'all can be honest. You are human and you may not have done it openly, but uh, somebody in that car cut you, cut that, that cut off, that car, your car, or and, and you were bad with them, and you know, the one that, that gave you the finger, uh, and, and you uh, saw them finally getting theirs, you laughed to yourself, um, and you laughed just like Medea did in, in her Tyler Perry movies where she said uh, that they were being, they, they, they were getting it. You know, they're getting there, and she wanted them to get got right then. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because Dr. Phil was examining her. She said she wanted to get the goddess right now and, and get them right then because she believed that sometimes God would take too long to get them. I'm going somewhere this morning, and Pastor is too. God decided that. We were going to do something that was a little counterintuitive this Easter Sunday morning. But here's another example. When somebody cheated you, mistreated you, used and abused you, but you saw them get paid back for all their dirty deeds done, you know that even in secret, because I know some people do it all in secret, you were glad that they got theirs. Amen, somebody. I know I'm on your street this morning, so you can't hide. Uh, you can go ahead and agree with me today because I know that you're human. I know that you are, are going to be honest with yourself, and Lord knows you got to be honest with God. Go ahead and tell it, Pastor Pete, because you know what you're talking about. Well, let me tell you something. On this Easter Sunday morning, in the AM. We are glad that today is a ha-ha-ha moment and celebration day. Yes, we are glad that this day, on this day, we can celebrate that Satan finally got his 
and he didn't win a thing. Did y'all hear me? We are so glad on this day that in the lives of believers, he had won many battles by keeping us bound in depression, bound in oppression, bound in recession. But when Jesus rose from the grave, he handed us the victory, not just in the heat of the battles, but victory over the enemy in the entire war. I hope that there are some witnesses out there. We are so glad on this day that we can celebrate that when Jesus rose from the grave, he made us heirs to his laughter at Satan so that we could laugh at him too. That's a shouting point right there for somebody needs to be able to laugh at this moment. And because we laugh last, we all laugh best. I hope you're hearing me out there. And the good thing is, Pastor I, is that we all were able to laugh very hard at the enemy because not only did we get the last laugh, but through the power of Jesus Christ. He rendered Satan powerless. He rendered him broken, and he rendered him toothless. Uh, let me say that again. When Jesus got up out of the grave, he left the devil powerless, broken, and toothless. Let me say it this way. When he, when he broke the bonds of death and walked on the earth again for you and me, we were able to make Satan the laughing stock of our negative solution, make him the laughing stock of our negative issues, and make him the laughing stock of our in our negative circumstances. Because being able to laugh at him helps us to make it through. And we were able to say to him, I, I know you thought you had and like we love to say, and I know you should have killed me while you had me. But now my Lord Jesus has made it so that you have PBT. You're powerless, you're broken, and you're toothless. I love that toothless part. And it ain't a thing that you can do about it. This is our subject for this morning. It is counterintuitive because God wanted us to talk about PBT, powerless, broken, and toothless. Why, why concentrate on the state of the devil this morning, Pastor Keith, Pastor I? And this doesn't sound like an Easter message. It, it sounds kind of off base. It, it, it's not quite what I would have expected, yes, I agree with you 100%, but when God gives you a title, you go with it. And we know that the devil has lost it. He ain't got it. He ain't ever going to get it. But we wanted you to re-examine why there was an Easter Sunday morning and why we are so glad that Jesus took on the devil on our behalf. You see, in Luke 10 and 19, in the New King James Version, it says, as Jesus 
speaks to 72 disciples, he tells them, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's good news today. You see, Jesus was authorized to use the power of his name to conquer every satanic force that ever came against us. He was authorized to use the power of his name to lay out his overwhelming arsenal of spiritual warfare to defeat the devil and all of his demons. And he was authorized to use the power of his name to guarantee the victory for all of God's people. I'm so glad that he was able to grant us the victory. You see, Jesus left Satan in a PBT state, powerless, broken, and toothless. So what led us to this point? to talk about this. You see, up till now, people were blind and couldn't see. People were demon-possessed, and they were being terrorized by the devil, and the devil had them horrified in one way or another. And this happened on a daily basis. Sounds like What's going on nowadays, doesn't it? Well, sometimes you don't know which way to turn. We turn around, we look at the news, and there was another policeman killed at the Capitol on Friday. We we see where folk are in an uproar all the time. Well, Satan is, had tried to do what he could do. And so people had all kinds of things. They had maladies uh, like leprosy. They had long-term issues of blood, and they were even appearing to die too soon. And that Satan, that snake, that sly prince of demons instigated much of it. But God promised in Romans 16 and 20 that his head would be bruised. And in other words, Satan would be crushed, and Jesus did it like he said he would after taking on everything on the cross, Jesus proved his sovereignty and power. So hear ye this counterintuitive message because God had risen from the dead for our benefit so that we can make the devil powerless and uh, broken and toothless. Pastor, I'm going to come on now and give us some more insight. Well, bless God, bless God. Well, men and women of God, we can rejoice this morning 
as we reflect on the greatest event in world history, I hope somebody is agreeing with me on that point already, uh, what took place at Calvary that led us to this moment is nothing short of amazingly supernatural. You see, there was power at the cross. Uh, every one of the gospel writers, if you will note, uh, includes the story of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, and then now they might tell it in a manner that reveals the points that they wish to get across to their readers. But my point is this, um, that they all show that there is power in the cross. Um, and Matthew 27, 50 through 54, uh, records that natural response when Jesus releases his spirit and he gave up the ghost. For the Bible records that at that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom, that the earth shook, that the rocks split apart, and the tombs were opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised up from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and a lot of people saw them. That Roman officer who was standing by said to uh, uh, the crowd, he said to the other soldiers that, that, that when the earthquake came, that truly that this man was the son of God. You see, at this point, we understand the magnitude of what has taken place, Pastor Keith. You know, it had already been prophesied back in the days of Isaiah, in Isaiah 53 and 5, that he would be wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities, yes. and the chastisement of our peace would be upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. What we are witnessing in the moment is that the healing of our situation is beginning to take place. Oh, somebody needs to say amen right there. You see, sometimes when we are sick and the doctor prescribes medication for us to take to fix whatever it is that ails us, we don't always see or we don't always notice right away how the medicine is working on the inside of us to make us better. But can I tell you, it's working. Oh, God. Oh, God, God, God. You see, this morning, what we endeavor to do is to help you see from an elevated perspective what's happening on the ground. Oh, I know, I know. I had this thought. An idea came to me that whenever we are watching the evening news, when there is a story that is breaking and they want you to see it and really see it, they will send somebody up in a helicopter to tell you about what's happening down on the ground. And I believe that the reason that the helicopter news people are so valuable 
valuable is because they can help their viewers see what's happening from another perspective than from being down on the ground. Oh, somebody need to walk with me. And so can I invite you all in Sava Church this morning to take a trip with me in our spiritual helicopter this morning as we watch what is happening from an elevated perspective. I hope somebody will trust me this morning. Get on in. Strap yourself in as we take a look and see what is happening. Oh, see, sometimes sometime you got to get up high so that you can see the big picture. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe I'm on it this morning. I believe I'm saying something already. Can I tell you our first thing we want you to understand? Our first point, if we want to call it that, is that Satan becomes powerless at the cross. I think Pastor Keith has already talked about that. And I already told you about the display of power that took place beginning at Calvary and it it was carried all the way to the cemetery where they laid Jesus in a tomb. Uh, We know that it looks like, it looks like it's all over and that Satan has won. It looks like, it looks like that we are down for the count. But the truth be told, the enemy is already losing his grip. He's already losing power over the people of God. Now, why do you say that, Pastor I? Because it was at the cross that Jesus was fulfilling the mission which he was set to fulfill from the beginning. You see, it was his mission to to, to bring us Satan powerless so that the people of God could live to live again. Oh, you see, all along, Satan really did think that he was a peer to God, but he has never been, nor shall he ever be, equal to Almighty God. When we look at this from an elevated perspective, perspective, death looked like it canceled Jesus out. But for real, when you look down on the situation, it was his death that was sealing the devil's doom and his defeat. Oh, it looked like church that all hope was lost on the cross. But when you see it from an elevated perspective, we see that hope is being restored, renewed, and revived. Oh, come on and tell your virtual neighbor, I can see it from here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you join. join. Oh, see, you got to see it. Sometimes we got to see it from another view. Uh, My second thing, my second point that I'm going to tell you is that Satan becomes broken at the grave. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, by the time, church, by the time Mary Magdalene and the other Mary arrived at the tomb early on that Sunday morning, uh, the power of Jesus uh, was still on display. Yeah. Oh, in verses 2 and 3 of our text, it shows us that the earth yet responds. And according to Matthew's gospel, there was an earthquake and the angel appeared from heaven with great power. He had so much power, all he had to do was roll the stone away. Yeah. So by the time the women arrive, the stone is moved and Jesus is no longer inside of the place where he laid. The angel, the angel has a conversation with the women and he proclaims, I know who you are looking for, but he ain't here no more. He is risen just like he said he would. But just in case you missed it, saints, if you look at it from your seat in our spiritual helicopter, you will understand that power of Satan has been broken at the grave. You see, sometimes it's hard for us to see our situations and how they have changed and how they are changing when you're too close to it. Every now and then, you gotta step yourself back and look at it from another elevation and look at it from the way God will have you to look at it. You see, it was Satan that tried to hold us captive in our sin. Oh, ow, ow, ow. But because our Jesus got up, Jesus broke the back of council sin and he set the prisoners free. It was Satan's desire, church, that he would sift us as weak and keep us broke, busted, and disgusted. But I came to tell somebody this morning that Jesus paid it all. He restored us as God's people so that we could come back into a right relationship with our Savior. Show that Satan has become too. Uh, 
here in the world. Can, 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 I, can I talk to you for just a minute here? I, I'm sure, I'm sure most, uh, if not all of you, have experienced uh, having a tooth extracted. Amen, somebody. And it's not, normally, it's not the most pleasant experience uh, we can think of. Am I right about it? Uh, as a matter of fact, most of us will do all we can to avoid having a tooth pulled out. Uh, we, we don't want to even talk about it because we often don't want to relive the agony and the pain. Well, well we want you to see in a symbolic way, uh, oh, come on, somebody, um, figuratively speaking, that the events that took place on that first Easter Sunday has not only removed the teeth of Satan, but it has left him toothless. Oh, somebody say, ouch. Ow, ow, ow. We know that hurts. Oh, God. We know his feelings got hurt that day. You see, the angel, the angel in our text in verse 7, gives these women explicit instructions. Now, he says, go and tell the disciples that Jesus is alive. And he is going on ahead to Galilee, and you will see him there. This, uh, this, my brothers and sisters, and I give that a capital T-H-I-S, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, has shut the devil down. Uh, oh, can I remind you all uh, that for far too long, uh, he's been saying too much, uh, doing too much. Um, he has tripped uh, and trapped. Uh, he has tripped up uh, and slapped us around so much, uh, so many times uh, that sometimes uh, we could not tell uh, the night from the day. He has caused so much confusion, uh, so much calamity and chaos in our lives. Uh, he has taken some of us uh, down the road where we it looked like we would never see the light of day again. Uh, he has caused us to stumble, uh, caused us to tumble. Uh, he would get us addicted, uh, make us afflicted, uh, and sit back uh, and laugh at the mayhem he had caused in our lives. Uh, but uh,
Who <laughs> 